All right. Aloha. This is Hope Johnson with Wisdom Dialogues. Yay. Coming to you from Hawaiian Paradise Park on the beautiful big island of Hawaii, where we are super wet today. It's so fun. I just delivered mail to the post office in my bathing suit. <laughs> I was already wet. I was at the warm pond, the hot pond. It was pretty hot. And uh, I had mail uh, to send out for Miracle Botanicals. And it was like raining. I was like, there's no need to put anything on. I'm already wet. I got a bathing suit on. Uh Get uh, the, all the ladies at the post office got a kick out of it, and another woman coming up. They're just not expecting to see a, a bathing suit person in the rain on a rainstorm. So that was fun. <laughs> <laughs> so as usual, we are super stoked here in Hawaii, where for the most part we seem to be in a more relaxed vibe than um, anywhere else that you tend to go. I definitely get the, get a lot of that feedback from people when I'm out and about, like when there's uh, people visiting from the mainland and my family's in town right now and they're just kind of like noticing, wow, it's really like there's a chill down kind of vibe right here. And, you know, it's, it's funny because it, it's so chill that if you're all wound up, it's almost like it spits you out. <laughs> it's a trip. People, you know, the way people talk about it, they talk about it like there's a, a vortex here. I'm sure you guys have heard of that if, you, if you've been around Puna. Talk about how there's a vortex here. It's either like drawing you to it or spitting you out. Uh, but what's occurring to me, it's like, you know, it's all in the mind, right? It's like if this is too relaxed, if this is too chilled out, you know, it's like people are, you have to be. It, you, you have to be facing your own pattern so much. I mean, people definitely have different experiences. I know people are having much more intense experiences in the same location, you know, in the same apparent location, people are having more intense uh, experiences. But at least in, in my sphere, in my realm, what I experience from people is it's either just way too much as far as the relaxed vibe. That's way too much, you know, because you're you're faced with your own patterns. You know, that gets scary for people. People want a lot of activity so they don't have to be faced with something. It's like there has to be something scheduled, something to do all the time. So you're not just with yourself, right? And And really, that's where everyone's relaxation is. You know, there's a, there's a fear of just being with, and, you know, and, and, and once you know what it's like to be just like with yourself, you could be in a whole crowd of people and you still notice that you're still with yourself, but there's a, there, there's an energy or a motivation to try and occupy ourselves for a while because there's a fearful defense against being just with yourself. Right. And just being content and learning how to be content within who you are. That way you could seem to take this thing anywhere. And it's still at home. Right. It's never really away from home. Like in the Bible, it says, it says the son of man has no place to lay his head, something like that. 
And, you know, it's, it's basically speaking to your home isn't in the world. <laughs> That's not what it is. You know, if it's looking for this uh, comfortable place in the world and thinking that it is in the world, that's a cause for a lot of strife. You know, people get real stressed out about how things are done and how how we t uh, take care of our future kind of thing. You know, when I was in the hot pond today, there were some uh, people visiting from, I don't know, someplace in the mainland, probably. It all looks the same to me. <laughs> <laughs> anyways a story came up about the house going under the lava since we happen to be in the ponds where that's where lava came around the same lava flow came around the parking lot and just like left the parking lot all intact right covered the surf area but made two new warm ponds in the front of it so it's a total soaking area now right so uh, it came up that uh, that my house went under the lava in 18 and the woman became really interested. It seemed like maybe she was a psychologist or something like that because she was just sort of she was just like, what is that like? Like, how does it feel like just how does it feel to lose ev ev everything? I go, man, it just felt great. I go, you know, whenever anything like that happens, it's just like it's such a blessing, you know, like all the stuff that you thought you had. And then you really realize that you don't have it. <laughs> you know, in a way, you don't really have it or not have it because it's your imagination, right? That you have it in the first place. It's your imagination that you have some things. And this for the ego is comforting, right? For the ego, it's comforting to know, okay, either I have things or I have money so I can get things whenever I need things. I can get food whenever I need food, right? That's the ego. It's like comforting for the ego to know these things. Well, when the lava came, what I loved is it seemed like there was no stuff anymore. And also it seemed like there was not, not much money anymore. So it was like a lot of, uh, you know, facing whatever it is that we've, you know, trained ourselves to be afraid of, right? This is the kind of thing that everyone's afraid of. Uh, you know, and, and, and even the idea of, oh, so irresponsible to not get insurance and live in lava zone one and stuff like that. You know, the, the, the people were super interested because they were like, so are you going to stay out of that lava zone now? And I was like, no, I, I want to go live back in that lava zone. It's my favorite place that lava zone one i don't know what it is about it uh it's super jungly it's really magical land and i don't know it feels amazing to me um so feel like being over there we're in lava zone three right now because that's the best we could do with a sba loan apparently but the thing is the world isn't for getting a comfortable place in it right? It's not for getting a comfortable place. None of it really actually matters to you. You know, when you're thinking the things in the world, the circumstances and things like that matter to you, you're thinking with the ego, which is basically not thinking at all. Okay. <laughs> you know, the way you're created, you can only think like God. So, it's like this, this, this ego, this loss, this wayward 
part of the mind. Uh, it's not even really like a part of the mind. It's a lot of thoughts. So it's a contract. It's a construct of thoughts, all just formed and projected as if it's outside of your mind. And, you know, everything else can occur after that outside of your mind, apparently outside of your mind, because you projected the ego outside of your mind. So everything else can occur. But this world, it's not a curse. It's not like that. It's not like the world is a curse. I mean, the world, uh, the the world was given you, uh, the, the world was given you so that you could see your way out of separation. This is to help you see your way out of separation. Now, of course, to the ego, the ego takes the world as it is the domain of the ego and the ego takes it as this is it. This is what I have. It's either this or it's my death. And the ego knows it follows you past your apparent death. So it's not worried about your death. That's fine. But it's death. It's death is the undoing of the world according, you know, according to how the ego thinks of it, because in that image, it is in the image that the ego made, which is basically your personality, your body, your mind, all that, all that separate outside projected stuff. It's like we have a projected part of the mind acting as this. Okay. Uh, we don't, we don't have any of these features we think we have. We don't have, we don't, we're not a certain color. We don't look a certain way. We don't have certain sexual organs. <laughs> we don't have certain sexual preferences, you know, it is, that's, that's not us. It's all not us. So it's really hilarious that we prop that stuff up and up and then make it as a point of argument though. That is just hilarious. <laughs> What's the deal with that? These aren't even, these are just games that we're playing. Right. If people are like, OK, well, this is how you got to do it. There's always going to be someone doing it a different way. That's how it is. They say, oh, this is how you got to get married. There's always going to be someone like doing that a different way. You no, know? it's like uh, consciousness is always is always manifesting something new. Right? Like something new, something, uh, something uh, to throw everyone off. Bring out the judgment. What will bring out the judgment? What will bring out the judgment in you? It's interesting because I I kind of uh, I I'm kind of living a little bit of a contradiction right now. Actually, in many ways, and not even a little bit. <laughs> it's it, it, it's hilarious because you know for one, it's like this this thing with aging, where there's nothing there's there's nothing we can do about it in the world. There's really nothing we can do about it in the world to like help it to stop aging so much, right? Uh, there's ideas like we think we can like eat healthy. We can do different things. Um, we can do a certain exercise. We can take a certain supplements, um, to try to like prevent it. And, you know, like I watched the, the show of my, my ego self playing out. Like I've been taking these, apparently I've been taking these anti-aging supplements for like, I don't know, like three months or something like that. They call them nutraceuticals. One's like a little drink. You pour in water, you pour some powder in water. One's like these two teeny tiny little pills. Um, I forgot what they have in it. One of them's lithium. It's like low dose, dose lithium. Well, the other day I noticed that my skin felt super soft. And I'm like, huh, my mind automatically goes to, oh, it's those anti, I bet it's those anti-aging supplements. So here's the thing. Okay, so we're all living contradictions like that. Is this the reason I'm bringing this up? 
But we all we all live contradictions like this. Okay, so uh, so this is how it goes down. This thought occurs to me that it's the supplements, and then I just notice that there's no way if I, it could be the supplements. And if I try to make the supplements responsible, I make my body vulnerable, especially me because I've seen so much and I've been uh, I've been so aware. So unawareness feels really hard, right? So it's like, I have to be alert about everything. I don't have any choice in what I do if I find myself taking a particular supplement or something like that. That's not even up to me, okay? Um, but it's just that when I seem to see seeming effects and notice how it wants to give the effects of that thing, I'm, I'm even starting to notice how when I'm talking to other people, you know, because the way I am, I'm kind of like a helper kind of person. You know, one of my, like my last episode was called customer service, right? And it's like, if I think in my perception, if I get the perception that something is working for me, I want to share it with you. But actually, that's that's not something I want to share with you that an illusion can affect you in any way. Right? Actually, that is not something that I want. I would want because that's not what I want to know. That's what, not what I really want to know. I don't want to. I, I don't want to learn that. I don't want to learn that uh, illusions can affect other illusions because that makes my body vulnerable and all bodies vulnerable in my perception, right? So I'd rather look on the whole thing as insanity as which is what it is, right? And this will let you know why, uh, why some, you know, sometimes things work for certain people and then they don't work for other people apparent because it's an apparent thing. It's just like that contagious thing, right? Where, where we act like we can, affect people with our sickness. Like we could transfer sickness to them, physical sickness, which isn't even there. You know, each of us in our imagination has to form that. It actually takes work to make it. It actually takes work to make illusions, especially illusions of unhealthy. It takes a lot more work to make unhealthy than it does healthy. Health, unhealthy is a bunch of work. That's what it is. Look at how, notice how aging looks. It looks tired. People are fucking tired. <laughs> They're working so hard, right? Yeah. But I, I you know, I just laugh and notice how, you know, if, if, if we're, if our goal is to speak and think what's true, we need to be able to notice all of the contradictions that we're playing out. Just notice it. It's not to try to stop it, right? You're going easy on the ego. The ego thinks, oh boy, these fucking supplements are working. Oh my God. Okay, so it's not like, it's not like the Holy Spirit wants you to slap the ego down. Let it run around. Let it do, your, do its thing. You just deny any meaning to reality. Like, look at it. Notice that it's insanity. Oh, oh, maybe they're working. Oh, oh, I wonder what I'm going to look like when I'm 80. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yes, yes. Oh, oh uh, yes, that's what I meant. If I said deny any meaning to reality, yeah. 
that, yeah, the false reality and deny any. Thank you. Sometimes it sometimes it just pops out, and people seem to know what know what I mean, but yeah. <laughs> the words might not be right. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. You deny any kind of uh, any kind of meaning to anything that you don't want. Okay. Here's the thing, though. You don't always know what you don't want. All right. See, so there's a lot of the times. The things in here, here, here's the thing just to like lay it out there for you. You don't want anything of this world. You don't want any cause and effect of this world. You do not want it. You want to undo that. You want to undo cause and effect. It is not real, but belief in it has made it look real. Okay. It is not real. There's no such thing as that. There's no way something from the past can affect now when only now is. All things, the mind is building all things in the now moment. It's not the path leading up to this moment like that. Even in spirituality, is that a fucking funny thing? This is great. Because a lot of the spirituality is actually feeding the ego's agenda. I'm not saying it's on purpose like we got an evil group of people trying to do this to you guys. I'm saying that this is just how the ego works, right? It's like this is how it's like baby steps. So look at it, you know, so people are saying. Oh, your life is so meaningful. Every single thing you've done and it's led up to this moment right now. No, it didn't. Every single thing that you think you've done, you're you're projecting right now and nothing's even happening right now. So the mind is just building, 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 okay? And it's based on nothing. It's made out of nothing. You're getting what you're getting right now. The perception you're getting right now is exactly what you need at this perfect juncture of your unfolding for awakening your mind. That's all. No, it's amazing how guilty stuff is. Oh, I just hear such such guilty things all day long, you know, and it's funny because I'll watch my reaction. And that's what I'll be watching because I know all the guilty things that I hear. Where am I hearing them? I'm hearing them in my mind, right? So I'll watch my discomfort because it seems like that's where it seems like um, the ego is strong in trying to make them separate when they're talking like uh, when people seem to be talking uh, these real victimized, they don't even realize it, victimized things that they're saying. One of them is that you, you know, you did something before, uh, for instance, my husband seems to have some kind of flu thing going on right now. Right. So, um, and you know, a couple of days ago, I seem to feel something like that. Uh, in fact, I told Chayton on, uh, on was it Saturday, Saturday, I think it was Saturday, I told Chayton on Saturday. Yeah. I just feel like going home and laying down right now, you know? Uh, and I just went home and laid down, but earlier on in that day, um, you know, it was kind of intense in the morning and it seemed like I was being drawn over to uncle Roberts. Right. So I just asked, I go, Holy spirit. I know I'm not really sick. What should I do? And it was just shown to me immediately go, you're going to be fine. So it was like, and, and it was, it was like, it, it was just like a message. If you're willing to use your body for what it's for, it's going to be fine. Right. So, so then today, uh, my husband seems to be going through it and his, uh, he, he told his sister it's because he ate too much and, you know, and, and, you know, immediately I go, Oh no, that's not possible. You didn't eat, you can't eat too much to make yourself. That's not, that's not possible. 
And then, and then I think two or three other people chimed in to say that they do the same thing and the same thing happens to them, that they eat too much. And then it seems like, so see the, the, the automatic and, and, you know, it's like, it's like Tony, he sees a lot too. And, you know, it's just like, but there's just like this automatic um, answering the answer of the ego. What did you do to cause this for yourself? What did you do to hurt yourself like this? Or who did you go around who gave this to you? That's another conversation I heard recently. Like, who did, who did you go around? One thing really, really sad, you know, one thing really sad that I heard was that, uh, uh, that someone died because their daughter gave them COVID. That was the last. Unfortunately, my daughter gave him COVID and then he passed away. It's like, you guys, you don't have to, you don't have to feed those. That's a sad, sad thought. Anything that is, that is sad or, un, or, or, or unhappy in any way, it is not true. You do not have to pursue that thought. That is just pure ego silliness. And look how and, and look how that makes you feel. Gosh, if only your daughter's body wouldn't have been so contagious, your husband would have been alive right now. And, you know, it's like these are the these are these are like the layers of thought that 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 make the lens that we perceive through. See? We're perceiving through these layers, like whether we would believe something like that. See, see the, the world is propped up to make a guilty imp impression. Okay, so that's a guilty thing. It's saying, you know, your body was so dirty, it came around here and it killed someone. Right? And it makes you afraid. Because you don't automatically, automatically, you don't want to be seen as that person. It's like, it's like underneath that, the ego's like, oh, thank goodness. That's my daughter and not me who killed him. Right. I don't know if I could live with myself. <laughs> Freaking egos, funny ass games. I, it's like super easy to be happy, actually. Right. It is actually, you don't just don't believe any stupid shit that's presented to you. Right. Oh, it's so sad how my house was run over by lava and I really like that house. And gosh, the, 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 I really miss how I used to lay in the sun and I had all these flowers. It just sounds so it's, it's the ego. It didn't even happen. It's only just now. It's a story now. Let the stories be uplifting. You know, even like when I tell a story about being run over by lava, it's uplifting. People are smiling. They're having a good time. You know, sometimes at first when I, when I, when I tell the story, you know, someone might look like, what am I supposed to do? How am I supposed to act? I'll immediately let them go. It's okay. <laughs> How am I supposed to act to a person? I'm not worthy. I haven't been run over by lava. <laughs> It's all the way we, uh, the way we would view the world. If we would view the world as this separate thing, like we're this separate thing walking around the world amongst these other separate things, 
We're going to have lots of occasions to be feeling guilty. And whenever we're projecting guilt, we're feeling it. But a lot of people are very cut off to their feelings and so not noticing. See, when when I first started noticing uh, how I felt when I'd be projecting guilt, it was a little bit confusion, confusing. It took me off balance, you know. Uh, I remember one instance where I was talking with some friends and uh, and and it started to go about the my my husband and another friend or two friends or something like that started to go about all the Tantra people coming to town um, and just like talking shit on them, being like, fuck, so, sp- uh, fucking sp- spirituality, how dumb they are and stuff like that. Well, I started feeling really bad. Like, I just started feeling bad. Even my friend was like, are you okay? And I go, I I think I just need some rest right now. And then later, later on, he was like, what was up with you? And I was like, I just can't engage in stuff like that. I just feel really bad right away. I can't engage in like doing doing anything like that, like bad mouthing, um, talking bad about people, laughing at them in a way that I wouldn't want to be laughed at. You know what I mean? Just like, and, and, and there's a, there's a feeling and it's good to be sensitive to that. Because that's actually what you're you're feeling, that guilty feeling whenever you're projecting it. You're projecting guilt whenever you're talking bad about a person. Now, that doesn't mean that you have to sugarcoat anything. You know, uh, speaking of speaking of contradictions, um, I am a representative in a controversy right now in for a for a group of people of a member of an LLC. Um, actually, it's two or three or I don't know, a whole shitload of people. Anyways, <laughs> um, yeah, so I'm writing up, I've been writing up um, the final determination and all of the different uh, things that went into it. Well, the whole time that I've been the respondent for this, which has been about a month or so, there's been one particular member and he seems like he may possibly be an officer or someone of authority or something like that. Um, but he's uh, constantly trying to convince me to abandon the representative role and just leave that member of that particular um, particular LLC without representation, right? And I'm just like, oh, no, no, thank you. I don't want to do that. And, you know, I've constantly just seen these different tactics come out, like one, uh, you know, how, uh, what a bad person I am, uncompassionate person I am for representing this person and different stuff like that. And it's interesting because when I was writing it up, I was going, wow, okay, this guy in this LLC seems to be an authority and he seems to be trying to make sure that this member doesn't get representation and doesn't get the process that their own operating agreement permits him to get. So I'm writing that up and, you know, I'm writing that up and I'm going, I'm going, okay, this is interesting because I'm writing this thing up about how, uh, you know, he's uh, using these different tactics and different things like that because it's for this operating agreement and someone there, you know, is is supposed to be following an operating agreement. It's a major contradiction for me. It's really interesting. Uh, so, so here's the thing the these, these things in the world. And I said, like in my, in my final determination that this person shouldn't be a manager in this, in this LLC, unless he would 
uh, honor the fiduciary duty that he has to the members of the LLC, which is to protect their rights, not try to sabotage them. <laughs> so it, it's just it, it's it's interesting because as I'm writing it up, I'm like feeling into this because I'm like, man, I don't feel like he's really done anything to me or to anyone else or anything like that. It's just, it's not like that. It's just, it's just, this is a game. Here's how the, here's how the rules are written. It's kind of like you play in Monopoly or something. There's a, a rule book, right? So like this LLC, it's got this rule book, which is called an operating agreement. And I'm interpreting that operating agreement, right? Uh, so it's it's interesting, yeah. <laughs> so it's like <laughs> uh, point out here, uh, part of the operating agreement is a fiduciary duty to all the members. Fiduciary means that you put their well-being even above your own, right? That's what if, when you're an officer or something like that, um, which I love. And, you know, that's what I feel like I have a fiduciary duty to everyone. Right. And and like when I'm even when I'm writing that thing up, even though I'm I'm representing one person, it's like I feel this fiduciary duty to everyone in, in the group to give them meaningful information, something they can use to run their LLC correctly because they're falling apart. They're just like they're they're arguing. They haven't been following the rules. And that's one of the things like when you're playing a game. Right. They've been following the rules, so they're arguing. <laughs> and so I'm looking at that. And, you know, uh, uh, you know, the thing is, I'm not in the illusion. So whatever it is that I'm I need to play out, I need to play out. And I'm just in asking, I'm asking the Holy Spirit, like even before I wrote that part about fiduciary duty of officers you know, it was like, is this helpful? Is this relevant? You know, uh, it's like kind of like checking in because the whole time this guy's been, I, I've, I've been thinking it's kind of cute though. I mean, I'm just like, he, th he's so cute and stuff. But then when I'm reading the operating agreement, I was like, yeah, if he's a person in authority or holding himself out in authority like that, you know, people need to know that no one in, in authority can do that pursuant to this thing. <laughs> but, you know, just asking first before, and even in the middle of it, if you forget to ask first, because there's nothing like, I don't need to use my body to attack anything. Like, I don't want to. That doesn't feel good. So, uh, you know, it's like, I'm, I'm also noticing how I'm feeling as I'm typing it up and getting really sensitive to feeling it's such a blessing you know, even though it might seem like a curse because things seems real, seem really intense sometimes, but that's just a sign that your mind went off a little bit. You just went off. You went off into ego land a little bit. So that's why you felt a big, you know, rush or something like that. So some of you who are uh, practicing, aloha, Cynthia, thank you. Some of you who are practicing this and you're seeing things unwind for you, you may notice that things are getting a lot more intense. And that's just to show you, you know, for me, I wouldn't be able to get involved in something like this, maybe about five or eight years ago or something like that, because it was just too much on the nervous system. Having someone tell me what a piece of shit I am over the email because I'm representing and, you know, just all the arguments that go on in my head and stuff like that. Um, but at this point in time, it's nice because it's just really friendly. It's like the whole thing is really friendly. I don't even respond to the person unless I'm inspired to respond to him. When I do, I just let him know. I just give him a friendly update. I let him know I love him. And I just don't address any of the things about what a bad person I am. 
<laughs> and how I might be stealing and scheming and getting money and all this other stuff. <laughs> I just told him that stuff doesn't mean anything to me. Oh, aloha, Brittany. I love you. Aloha, Natalie. Yay. Oh, Billy, you have me in stereo. How fun. You have me in two places on, in the house. I love it. Oh, that's fun. Oh, oh, now you're both gone. That's fun. All right. Well, uh, other people have joined. Thank you for joining, everyone. I love you. And and one of the things someone was asking me in the pond was, you know, like, how do I, do I feel like I'm, like I'm vulnerable? I feel like I'm vulnerable to the lava. And it's like, no, you know, it's like, I just feel like you're just like a sitting duck, like the lava is coming back anytime. It's like, it, it's like, you know, really, no, the world is not what it seems. It seems like we're running around on it. it seems like we're running around on a ball. <laughs> but it's actually not like that. We're not really vulnerable to anything. Uh, it doesn't really, you know, people take into considerations, okay, what is the safest place? I want to be in the safest place. Like they rate places to see how like uh, the, they're the most safe or whatever. Um, but it's like you're not projecting this even to be safe. Let's put it that way. Your safety is in your willingness to use the body and world for the purpose that God gave it, right? That's a, to awaken your mind from this dream that you're separate. So it's just, it's really simply your willingness to use the things in the way they're meant to be used. So I talked about supplements, right? Use the supplements in the way they're meant to be used. And that is don't attribute any benefit to them. That's all. Yeah, at first it might seem like you're faking it, right? When you first start, you're like, okay, this can't do anything. So it's okay. Just do it. It's like, it's just like, you know, just start somewhere, start training yourself to think about things differently because none of these things can have any effect on you, actually good or bad. So that in includes you anti-vaccine peeps, right? That That's not, also doesn't have any power to make any effects at all. All of the effects we're seeing are what we wanted to see, okay? So so look, if you go anti-vax and you're trying to get people not to take vaccines, right? Uh, it's like you have, you're making an investment in those vaccines being bad, right? You're making an investment in, in that, about them having some kind of, kind of effect, right? So I was standing at the market and saw some people from back when I used to be activist. This happens a lot. I got so popular, famous, whatever, being an activist. And I mean, more people know me for activism than they do for wisdom. And I've been doing wisdom dialogues for a longer, much longer time. I was only an activist for a year. So a couple of people walked up, up to me and they're like, hey, are you doing any activism? I'm, I'm like, no, I'm open to it, but I'll probably never do that again. That's just what it looks like right now. I'm not in charge, but that is what it looks like right now that I'll never do that again. There's no need. I learned what I need to learn. I learned fast. Took a year. Maybe. I don't even know how long it was. 
Um, but you know, I learn what I need to learn and then I'm done with it. I don't need to spend 40 years as an activist. <laughs> so, so, so they started talking to me and I noticed like what I was sharing with you guys earlier, that kind of uncomfortable feeling starts coming up. Um, they're talking to me about evil people and stupid people, right? Uh, like where are the good people? We know we're the ones who know we're the good people, but you know, you know what? There's a lot of, this is what they're saying. There's a lot of stupid people and stupid people are worse than evil people. And that's where I really just like felt a, like a blow to the stomach, you know, because I just know that's so not true. That's so, that's just the ego playing it out. And, and, you know, I just found myself like, uh, just like relaxing. When that occurs, I just relax. It's like I relax for the people who are telling me that. Because even to tell me something like that, it's tense, right? And and if I'm having a, a, a perception of their, uh, you know, experiencing tension, they're also having that perception. That's how it is. So I just let myself, so like I feel that, I feel it within myself. I feel that. And I breathe into it and let it relax. And then I just give people what they need. You know, at that at, at that time, it's just like, oh, okay. You know, just like a, a friendly listening, right? Uh, see, what the ego wants you to do is act out of your upset feeling, your uncomfortable. That just made you uncomfortable to hear, hear that because you think it goes against your beliefs, right? But it's actually, it's going against reality, which really doesn't do anything to you. It doesn't, you know, when you when you observe something going against reality, all you have to do is deny meaning to it, right? So, so that's it. That's, that's it. That's why I'm, that, that's why I'm interacting with the people. That's why I'm hearing those things just to release. And then if anything needs to be shared, it can get shared. You know, in this case, it was just to release. Let them uh, let them know that I love them, and you know, not add to the delusion, but just love them up. Sometimes that's the space, and you know, just if you notice in your body's energy fields, whenever you feel upset, like you have to speak or something, you really need compassion. You really need a break. It's like ah, and then the the speaking can come up, like, you know, really powerfully. But it's like as we relax through these instances or you get these perceptions the easier it is to relax and then the e the more easeful everyone feels too i mean can you imagine if it's like you know i act out of an uncomfortable feeling if i'm acting out and speaking out of an uncomfortable feeling the people might think i'm trying to make them feel guilty or something like that because it is the guilty feeling right and then I'm like, I'm, I'm left there like, gosh, I was just telling the truth. Why do they have to take it so hard like that? Right. <laughs> uh, aloha, Suinette. Uh, so then what's the point of taking supplements if they don't do anything? Exactly. There is no fucking point. That's what I'm saying. Yet the illusion of it continues. What can you do? You just laugh. There, you're, you're right. There is no point. That's exactly right. That's why, uh, you know, and, and look how people get, it's the same thing with ph pharmaceuticals too. Yeah. Let's say you're taking pharmaceuticals, right? There's this big worry. It goes on the news and shit about how, uh, 
there's not a, the the people don't have enough money to pay for their pharmaceuticals, right? The pharmaceuticals just keep on getting more more expensive. Well, it took a lot of work to set it up so that you think that you need pharmaceuticals in the first place. So just start working now to undo that. You know, the work to undo it is way more glorious than the work to do it. <laughs> to, to make it seem like that, that was hard work. This is easy work. This is graceful work. It's grace. You know, you just notice you're taking your pharmaceutical and you're like, and and you're just you're just noticing the thoughts that come up that say, thank goodness I have this. Oh, I hope it doesn't get too expensive. All those thoughts that are wrapped around taking this pharmaceutical, the image of taking this pharmaceutical, you're you're, you're there to witness them. Notice how they uh, notice how they they have an effect on the body's energy field right? And see them as meaningless. Okay. You're noticing the effect of it. That's awesome. Now you can see it's meaningless. No thought should have an effect that hurts. Otherwise it's meaningless. That's what that means. Aloha Keikoa. Thank you for joining. Yeah. And, you know, it's as if it's funny because it's as if I'm taking supplements. I'm not taking supplements. The ego is taking supplements. This is the show. I know it seems like we're inside of these bodies doing things. But it's like this. There's a perception that something like this could work. All right. And out of perception, action arises. Okay. So there's, there's, there's still a perception that something like this could work. That means there's still work to do to undo the ego. That means I'm not going to be buying into that it can work. Right. Even as I seem to be going through the motions and hope comes up that it'll work. I hope it'll work. The thing is, it's not to try to stop this. It's just to recognize that it's not you. It's not true. And it's not you. That's false hope and it spins your mind around. It makes you project more time. You get as much time as you need to see through the illusion. So you use things to see through the illusion. Don't use the illusion to shame yourself. That's going the other way. That's how most people do it. Okay. Uh, let's see. You could take this one. This is a good one. It's really bad to eat meat, <laughs> right? <laughs> okay. Okay. It's really bad to eat meat. What we're going to do is not eat meat to prove that we're good. We're the good humanity. We're the compassionate ones. We don't eat meat. Okay. We're going to do that. Right now. For one thing, you're projecting all over the place that you're separate. All right. So projecting that you're separate is increasing time. So you can play out the illusion that you are separate. You're definitely better than those meat eating people. Uh, they look a mess, whatever your projection is of <clears throat> meat, people see whatever they want to see. Whatever your projection of meat eating people are, they look they look bad. They look unhealthy. They uh, they're not they're not faring well. They're angry, whatever it is, you know. Uh, so it's making uh sense of separation 
And that's just the way the ego works. That's just run of the mill ego stuff. Right. And, and it goes all throughout spirituality, different stuff like that. It's always trying to convince us that we're separate from someone. And so the thing is for me, you know, if I get any sense that I'm separate or any sense that I want to punish someone and really that's the same thing, you know, making them separate is like making it like, you know, they deserve some kind of punishment. They've been bad. They've done something wrong. Um, I, I, I get any sense like that. I ask the Holy Spirit to let me see my brother truly, right? They're all brothers to me. I don't mind if you got tits. <laughs> uh, thank you even though it's simple yet complicated complete contradiction yes as we are uh appearing to be embodied we're not embodied as we are appearing to be embodied we are walking contradictions. That's how it is. Unless we're not contradictions, then we're just like, I'm worldly, I'm worldly, I'm worldly. And yep, my body acts like that too. <laughs> but, you know, if we're talking about, if we're talking about the truth, we're going to be like walking contradictions. Well, then why are you doing that? And, and why did you just take a sip of that drink? If, if, Thirst isn't real or possible for you. You know, that's how the ego questions. That's exactly how the ego, prove it to me. That's how the ego is. I'm the ego, prove it to me, right? Yeah, and like, I'll never drink again to prove to you that, that you can't. That That's how a material world is. You can't until you can, you know, at some point you will, but you need to, you need purification purification has to happen while you can't prove it <laughs> at the end you do prove it completely it's already done you do you prove it completely at the end but yeah but but the uh, but while you're in purification process while you're learning to see which, which is basically learning to see love while you're learning to see, you're going to be a contradiction. And no, you don't have to prove anything to the ego. That's dumb. That is the ego asking, okay, use me, use what I made and prove it to me. It's like, dude, what you made doesn't exist. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> use these rules that I gave you, use this construct which it, within which you can operate to prove to me that the construct doesn't exist. <laughs> uh, yeah. I guess contradictions pointing in the right direction. Yeah. I mean, in some ways, I'm not much of a contradiction at all. Like when people are asking me, uh, like, like, how are you doing since the lava? You know, it's like, shit, I knew I didn't have that stuff. I knew I knew I didn't have any of that stuff. I wasn't attached to that being my identity. So it's fine. I mean, the hardest part for me, uh, like as far I should say of the hardest part from for the ego, because nothing's hard for me. But the part that seemed difficult <laughs> was where the people around me seemed to have PTSD. Like my family seemed to be, have PTSD. And not only that, they seemed to be directing their PTSD toward me, which was awesome. I thought it was awesome. And it was also a challenge, right? It was, a, and, and the challenge I knew was for the ego because I'd already been by that time 
you know, practicing in this way. I had already been practicing for at least four years by that point and even before that, but you know, where it got really um, streamlined was really when I found A Course in Miracles. That's when it really got streamlined. It's like, okay, I know now this is the, this is the direction for sure. Um, so that's why I was excited about it, even though it seemed challenging, you know, and even though there was, uh, there was an aspect of me that was felt very afraid and so afraid that I was like, make myself pass out. <laughs> I was having a uh, pass out, pass out sessions. <laughs> uh, you know, it's like, and, and it's, it's funny because when you're in the middle of it, when I was in the middle of it back in 2018 uh, and 2019, when I was in the middle of it, I didn't really realize how much fear it was going on. And, you know, there's just so much uh, happening. I wasn't able to see that, to take it in. And that's how it is all the time. There's just, there's so much that we're not seeing because it would be overwhelming to see. And one of the instances where I fainted in a movie theater, I had this vision of the whole world, uh, all of the items in the world being like a stream with all these different colors and things and sounds and sensations. And it's just like cruising right through me. Right. And it, and, and it was just, it just seemed like so much. Right. And it's like all this in taking in all of this information uh, and I, and, and I just like, I was just like, whoa, that's, that's it. That's what we're in. It's like, it's all it is, is like all this information. And we're trying to make sense of this information that's speeding by really fast. What we're doing is slowing it down to try to make a world, something that's solid, something that we can depend on. And I noticed, I noticed that I didn't feel like I needed to do any of that stuff anymore. It was kind of like, take a rest for a while. So incredible. I love being up against the, like coming up against the fear. And I don't know if that, that's a way of saying it coming, the way of saying it, that's really articulate for me coming up against it. It's more like <clears throat> I get a taste of it as much as I can handle at that moment. I get a taste of what it is. And I really appreciate it. And it also seems pretty intense. Almost like it seems like I need a rest after that. It's interesting. It's different from uh, having like like a touching, touching against that fear is different from having like an aha moment awakening because in that you feel like really energized. I notice when I touch up against the feel, I, uh, the fear, I feel kind of like, oh. Like that was, it, and, it, and it seems to me that my mind being afraid is what's taking the energy away. It's kind of like zapping the energy, just noticing, oh, that's my mind afraid. That's zapping the energy. And it's, it's, it's true, you know, from an ego's perspective, there's like way too many variables to make sure I'm safe. You know, if you saw all these variables that were coming at me, it's clear that I can't do enough to make sure I'm going to be safe. There's not, there's, there, there's no way I'd be able to get to everything. 
There's no way I can know which things are helpful and which things are a hindrance to my safety. So I just kept on resting more and more. And that's that's how it's been the whole time for me. I kept on resting more and more and also just uh, having a lot of miracles at that time, especially with my family, you know, because my family would be lashing out and a lot of times lashing out right at me. And I was just making my my practice to get calmer and calmer and calmer in the midst of that. And at one point, I went down to the coast and, the, and a picture was taken of me. And it was so symbolic because I was there on the lava and it looked like this huge wave was going to crash over me. And it was just like an optical illusion because of the way the wave was crashing up in this one cave. When you stand there, it looked like it was actually something coming for you. And I looked at that image. I also posted it to Facebook back then. And I was like, well, that is just so symbolic of what I'm going through right now. It's like, there's all these, and this is part of the undoing, you know, where your, your mind is, it's, it's kind of like going through a, a hard time. It seems to be going through a hard time where things are falling apart. Like, you know, uh, gosh, your house went under the lava, uh, didn't have insurance, which to, to me, that's, nothing and then but then everyone and and i knew because i had two readings uh, just some random people just go hey let me give you a tarot reading since your house has been on the lava on the lava both readings separate times all swords which means <laughs> you're gonna have some things coming up you know all these things are symbolic so it showed me i was like okay well bring it on like when i got those two readings i was like okay perfect this is what i want right i'm not afraid of this this is what i want let's bring this on because i'm going to use it to undo what i was attached to before so i just let everyone have whatever impression they wanted to have about me if i was like the worst mom even my daughter akea who's normally all smoochy all over me all the time at that time she was like angry with me <laughs> apparently. <laughs> but, you know, I just, I just kept on laughing and also, um, and also letting all of the people be as angry as they want to be, not trying to change their perception, not arguing with them at all, not trying to, you know, tell them, well, well what about me? Pity me, pity me, that kind of stuff. Don't engage in any of that. Um, let people just stand there and tell you all about what a horrible person you are but don't give them the same don't believe that and don't give that don't try to give that to them and they lose they all they all they all lose that uh, got loose from that they let it go there's no uh, no more of my family looking at me in that way and that's uh, apparently four people right it seemed like almost like I got to get out of here, but I knew that wasn't true because I had already gone through that a long time ago where it felt like I had to get out of here. Like things are so intense. I just want to leave my family. Right. And then when the things got the most intense at that time, I felt like I really need to stay here. This is awesome. Even though it also seemed like it was difficult and it seemed to be really fearful. It's so funny. But knowing that it's only fearful for the ego and that's not you being fearful, right? It's the ego being fearful. So whatever, uh, you know, and that's my identification with the ego permitting that thing to run around all fearful like that. And that's just okay. Because it's learning. It's all, it's really the ego's learning too. You don't have anything to learn. 
The ego's learning how to let go of its uh, authority over your life. It's learning how to realize that it's running the show in a screwed up way and it's not even having a good ass time. Right? <laughs> Asana, you have any tips for moving beyond the belief in supplements and pharmaceuticals? Why do you want to? What is this? That's the ego that wants to move beyond the belief in shit. Right? Who cares? Right? I'm afraid to let go of the programming, even though I know. Well, that's part of the programming. It's all in my mind. My mind keeps telling me the beliefs are real. Okay. So don't be so materialistic about it. Right? The, the supplements and the pharmaceuticals, those are material that's material that seems to be taking the supplements. Don't be so materialistic about it. Just deny any kind of uh, of of meaning to this idea that these supplements can have an effect on another illusion. Just keep doing that. It's okay. Uh, is you know once it once it gets uh, once it's completely purified, you'll just be able to see see that you make yourself feel however you want all the time. And look, too. You make yourself look and feel however you want all of the time. That's what's going on. So it's kind of like a permission slip. But you've heard that before. It's like a permission slip for the ego to use this thing to make a magic trick. That's okay. You're not the ego. You know none of that shit works. You keep on, uh, you keep on demonstrating to yourself that that's true just by virtue of your denying meaning to thoughts that say it's true. You don't have to try to affect your action. The action will take care of itself. Once you see that you have total, your mind is totally making up everything that you feel and, and every way that you look. But it's like, it's a process and that's because of the fear. That's why I like to, uh, you know, like I say, brush up against that fear. Um, even though it seems like it's not energizing to me, it's like, oh, that's, it seems hard. Uh, but I like it because I like to see what's there. I like to see what I'm still holding on to. I have to be holding on to something to prop up this world. The goal, my goal and the goal of everyone is to undo the ego that's projecting this world, this whole world, right? So take it easy on trying to make yourself look like, look spiritual. That's like one of the looking spiritual. Oh, you're, you can't be spiritual if you're taking those pharmaceuticals, whatever people think. People think I can't be spirit. You can't be. What are you doing following hope? I've seen her. She smokes spliffs. I can't be spiritual. Yeah. There's nothing here, though. So it's like making things that aren't real, real is the part where you're denying your spirituality. Yay. Yay, Asana. Isn't it nice to see that? She said, yes, I, I'm making them real. Yeah. And the way you're making them real is to guilt yourself by saying, when am I going to move beyond this? Right? You, you move beyond it in a very different way. 
This is this total allowing of whatever it is to be what it is, right? Just let it be what it is. That's the that's the that's the way the ego is going to learn faster. The ego doesn't learn very fast under duress. All it learns is to be under more duress, right? Uh, so it's just in allowing the ego to play out whatever fantasies it has. You deny meaning to the thoughts that are making the fantasy real to the ego. I hope this works. I hope this supplement or pharmaceutical works. I hope I have enough money to keep paying for it. Wow, what a good investment. Only a hundred bucks a month, right? <laughs> These are all meaningless thoughts. They circulate. They come up about a lot of different things all day long. These things just need to be seen. These thoughts just need to be seen as having no meaning at all. Hoping for things in the world, right? Yeah. Instead of exactly, yeah. Last week, the the uh, show called customer service. <laughs> it, it was a lot about hoping in the world versus hoping for something that is real. You could really have right I'm hoping it's something that you can really have which is seeing through this illusion so you know anything that says i hope these supplements work i notice that right away and when you're focused on noticing these delusional thoughts and being gentle being gentle with your ego can you imagine that being gentle with this ego let it play out its fantasies because if you don't if you suppress the ego oh boy what a pain in the ass that is you're going to feel really lost. So, you know, you are who you are. That nothing that you seem to do changes that. There's nothing that you need to try to move past, get over anything like that, except unforgiveness. If something keeps coming around as a problem, for you all that means is you're giving meaning to it and you're only going to find yourself taking a supplement or a pharmaceutical or engaged in a controversy like i seem to be if it's maximally beneficial for you It's always teaching us how to stay in a more loving frame of mind. Everything that seems to occur, it's always teaching us to move in, in a, you know, we're, we're kind of like picking and choosing what we want to focus on all the time. To move in a loving way. We're only really moving in thought. To move in a loving way. Let things that, you know, my my most dominant thought, I didn't really realize it. Probably my most dominant thought was you're a fucking idiot. Just like un, not, not out my mouth, but just about everyone. What a fucking idiot. And then myself included. Like that was just like, that was just the freaking dominant thought. Yeah. And then, and, and then just notice it, noticing it. Uh, pop up and and it's just like oh it's meaningless yeah and then i just tell you guys hey you guys i'm a fucking idiot 
right? And I tell, tell you guys that. And, you know, it, 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 the ego is, that is how it is. All you guys are getting a perception of over here is through the lens of an ego. You're perceiving an ego through an en- the lens of an ego. So it's like, don't look to me to be like an example of something that you want to be. You, uh, you're the one. Right? You're the one. I mean, of course, ultimately, I want to demonstrate all the time that what I'm saying is totally true. I I mean, and that's the goal. And that's the that's going to be the final outcome. That's what it is. It's already done. But in the meantime, like before, <laughs> before I'm aware of my power, I can speak what is true a lot more than I can demonstrate what is true, obviously. I'm taking supplements. <laughs> to make myself seem like I'm not getting decrepit too fast. <laughs> but you know, there's a lot of there's a lot of things like that. There's a lot of things that, you know, it's like it's it's like I know that I'll be demonstrating at some point in time, but it's not this point in time. And that's, you know, sleep. We don't need sleep. We don't get dirty. We can't get dirty even, right? We don't We don't get hungry or thirsty. We don't have to take poos or peas, all right? So it's like when your mind is really clear, you can actually demonstrate that in the world. That's what we're all going for. That's what we want. And that's what we are going to to achieve. In fact, the instant that we thought ourselves as separate, it's like God already played out all the roles, all the roles, all the lifetimes, everything. It's all played out. Okay. It's nothing. It's imaginary. Yep. And it all led to nothing. It all led to death. And it was seen that it all, it's all meaningless. It's all nothing. It's gone. Poof. It's gone. But it's like we confused ourselves and thought that we still need to be running toward this thing. So, yeah, it's like, yeah, it's like this is our treasure. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Oh, I love the world. I love it. Yeah. And, and you know, the world is lovable for the reason that it's given. It is. It's, it's great. It's safe. It's It's abundant. If it's used for the reason that it's given, you never have to feel like you're at a loss for anything, you know, even though you seem to have to use magic. I mean, one of them, we talk about supplements. There's no difference between using a supplement and using a plane to get from point A to point B or a car, right? These are all, all the same, right? When your mind is completely clear, you don't need a plane ticket. All right. You don't need toilets. You don't even need a house. You don't seem to need anything. You, you really don't need anything at any time, but it's a belief that we do. So don't single certain things out and say, this is the bad habit. All right. If I was so confident and I was so sure, then why am I drinking a pint of, lip of whiskey every night? Let's say, right. Because you're using that to make yourself unsure, to tell yourself you're not sure. You don't have to do that. You have to drink the whiskey. If you find yourself drinking the whiskey, you don't have a choice in it. 
but you don't have to use it like that. You could use everything for healing. It doesn't matter what it is. Keikoa says, reacting makes it real. Yes, it does. It makes it feel real. The reaction makes it feel real, but nothing can make it real. So, so, so a lot of times what, what happens for people is they hear that reacting makes it real. Oh, then they go, okay, then I'm not going to react anymore. Well, the thing is when you say, okay, I'm not going to react anymore. What you really mean is that you're going to hide your reactions from yourself. You're still going to be reacting, but you're going to be hiding the reactions from yourself. So you're going to be trying to hide it. Um, but knowing that reactions make it feel real, you can breathe through the reacting and get relief from the reacting. That's how it is for me. There's always reacting to the world. If there wasn't reacting to the world, there, the world wouldn't be like this for me. Like I said, I wouldn't need a plane ticket to go somewhere. I wouldn't need a I wouldn't need a car to get around. I wouldn't need a shower, right? If it weren't for the fear, if it weren't for that, all right? So we're through these uh, mundane whatever, through the particulars of our lives, we are learning that what we made has no effect, right? So, so what are you going to do? You find yourself let's say taking a supplement, what are you going to do? Just throw your hands up and go, oh, well, I suck at this. Here I am taking supplements, right? Oh, well, I guess I'll just quit wisdom dialogues now that whatever. I guess I, I'm not qualified to talk to you guys about this stuff now that I'm taking anti-aging supplements. <laughs> <laughs> right? No, it's all grist for the mill. It does not matter what it is. That's where that that's where uh, the ego seems to have a stronghold. It's as if whatever you're doing proves something. No, that's not how it is. You demonstrate to your mind. Remember, talk about this a lot about uh, what it, what a miracle is, according to A Course in Miracles, at least one part of it uh, you know, it's not a good idea to get any of these things tattooed uh, so that you can, you know, really feel it. But, um, one that I really like is the miracle establishes. So in your mind establishes that you're dreaming a dream and none of its content is true. That does not have anything to do with a physical thing, but it does affect the physical. Okay. It does affect the physical and that's what's considered healing. So any kind of upset stomach, you know, physical thing like that, that's the, uh, you know, that's the effect that it's giving, okay, in the world. But the miracle is just establishing in your mind that this is not true. That's all it is. So see how tricky it is? Because you'll, you'll, you'll perceive yourself doing something that you think is too much of a contradiction. And then you'll end up fighting with that thing. When it just really doesn't mean anything. It's just the same as anything else. Put it into perspective, right? Um, let's say, let's go back to the alcohol thing. Because I know a lot of people 
deal with that one. Um, people that come on with some dialogues too. Um, let's say you feel like you don't feel good. You don't feel like yourself until you have a pint of alcohol, whatever it is, rum, something. Um, and uh, <laughs> Anne's barfing. <laughs> no, not really. Uh, you know, let's say you don't, you, you don't feel good. You don't think you feel good until you have this pint of rum, right? You don't feel good. Uh, so you're, so you're like, okay, and I need to drink this every day. Then the, uh, the reflections that you're getting from people is that you're a dirty alcoholic. You need help, right? Those are the, that you set them up to do that. You trained them to do that, right? So that you can feel bad about yourself. Look, focusing your energies toward getting off of the alcohol, unless you feel really inspired toward that, isn't even worth your time, right? And I mean inspired. I'm not saying, okay, I guess I'll do it. I guess I'll do this. I guess I'll get off alcohol. No, that's not even going to be helpful to you, okay? Um, unless you uh, really, like I said, you're like, whoo, yeah, I just feel like no more alcohol. Fuck yeah. And, you know, that's your thing. Um, but it's not going to be helpful to you to try to manage yourself like that. Try to control yourself like that. It's going to be a lot more helpful if you would be willing to see that you're making this up. You're even making it as if this drinking alcohol thing is a bad thing. And that's what you're making it as if drinking alcohol caused you not to get up in the morning, for instance. Play with this stuff. Drinking alcohol causes your, what is it? What does it cause in your mind? Play with this stuff. Deny meaning to it. What is it doing to you, right? We get this idea that if you smoke for a certain number of years, you're probably going to get lung cancer. What is it doing to you? Those are thoughts. And it's not necessarily, you might say to yourself, oh no, cigarettes don't really call, cause lung cancer. That never that never causes any lung cancer. But then you make other illusions to seem like they can have an effect. It only takes one to make it look like any illusion can harm you. It only takes one to make it look like you can even be harmed. Aloha, Gail. Thanks for the flower, my love. And then Keikoa said, it's the feel. Yep, reacting. Reacting is a feeling, okay? So look at, there's a reaction in the body's energy field. That's a feeling, okay? So you may think of reacting as, the the reaction to that to the reacting right there's reacting in the body's energy field and then there's acting out of that reacting so i think a lot of the times what people are calling reacting they're pointing to the effect of reacting which is the acting out right but the reacting there's an uncomfort that arises in the body's energy field that's the reacting when you're aware of what it is, you don't have to play it out. You don't have to do that reacting that, you know, the world calls reacting, where you're reacting out of a reaction. Um, that's all. Yeah, you feel it. Gail is happily smoking cigars and watching the illusory play. We love that, Gail. Thank you for smoking cigars. <laughs> As you guys know, whenever I go visit Gail, at least lately, these last, uh, I don't know, several years, 
Um, we smoke cigars in her house. <laughs> it's what we do. Yeah. So, so if you're saying to yourself, this is bad for me, this is bad for me, this is bad for me, or this is good for me, this is good for me, this is good for me. It's the same. So it's like, I'll look at, I'll look at my day. Right. And part of it'll be, I'm having a spliff. This is bad for me. Right. Maybe I'm eating some fried food. This is bad for me. I'm doing some block therapy. This is good for me. You know, and people might think, okay, well, maybe I just want to balance it out and have like kind of like equal good for me and bad for me. Just don't give it that power at all to be good for you or bad for you. For me, I just ask the Holy Spirit, what should I do? And I look at what's most inspiring. I know what my goal, I keep my mind, I keep in my mind what my goal is. And that's for uh, seeing through this illusion and helping as many people see through the illusion along the way, which is really, you know, the same thing. Um, extending love rather than projecting at people, you know, uh, you know, also, uh, not trying to make people feel guilty. Cause I know that's just trying to make myself feel guilty. Right. Uh, like I said, out said before, it's not like you can't point someone at something out if you're involved in a game. I mean, that, that occurs. And that's also through the ego, through the ego's lens. Let the, let the ego play it out. Like maybe you're a lawyer. I mean, that's kind of like the experience that I'm, I'm not acting as a lawyer or anything. I'm acting as a representative, but I'm interpreting as a representative, this operating agreement. So it's kind of like how someone would be if they're a lawyer. Right. And if you're playing out the if you're playing out the lawyer role, maybe you're a prosecutor. Let's say you're a prosecutor. Right. And you're bringing up like what the person apparently did or something like that. It doesn't mean you can't practice. That's just the play. This needs to happen. You know, this needs to apparently happen. These are the experiences these people need to have. You're in a play with them for a reason. It's it's all divine. It's all fine. You know, just don't take it as real. You can have any job that it is. It doesn't matter. Just don't take it as real. You don't have to uh, be in allegiance to the ego to be a prosecuting attorney is what I'm saying. You can still be practicing forgiveness even through whatever. That is such a delusion, delusion, whatever system. The system where people are bad and then they go to jail and it's like they actually did something, right? It's kind of like in the same thing that I'm in. It's like uh, people seem to actually be doing something. Everyone's accusing everyone else. And it's like, uh, it's like from my perspective, the way I see it is I'm organizing things. I'm organizing all the arguments and stuff like that. Totally meaningless work, but no different from any other kind of meaningless work, right? It seems to me that the less we try to manage ourselves, the more experiences we can be open to, the faster we're going to learn. And, you know, it's a lovely learning, too. It's a really lovely learning. I mean, things things stop, to, stop affecting you, seeming to affect you negative because you just don't see them that way anymore. And as more things stop seeming to affect you negative, when you seem to get when you seem to get affected negative by something, it's like huge. It's like, wow, that's thanks for showing me that. Thanks for showing me again that I can't be effective, affected. It just goes over and over like this. I'm not going to be affected by the world. 
So, you know, let, let's say uh, you're taking pharmaceuticals and you're afraid that maybe you're watching the news. There's stuff on the news probably about it. There usually is. It's just part of the cycle um, that, you know, people aren't going to be able to afford their pharmaceuticals pretty soon, that the prices are going up. All you need, all you need is awareness that that's nonsense. You can only have the pharmaceuticals that you need. You can only have the amount of money that you need. There's such joy with this, with this awareness. You don't have to worry about the future. The future is now. It's like that. Like how much would you allow yourself to be relieved from basically sin? That's what the world is made of. So when you got a thought where you're worried you can't afford your pharmaceuticals or you got a thought, boy, these pharmaceuticals cost a lot. You know, there's a lot going on there. There's not a real there's there's not really money. Right. So you're making yourself as as if you you, you don't have enough abundance. Right. Um, you really need you seem to really need this pill. That's not true. And in this moment where it seems like you still can afford it. There's no need to go give in to worry and stuff like that. You know, if it occurs where you can't afford it, apparently, and and it seems like you need it, your practice is going to get a little bit more difficult in that situation, but nothing changed. Still not true. It's just that in that moment, you know, there's no there's no need for um, worrying, uh, let's say, ahead of time. What if I can't? Oh no! What if it's, it's just not? It's not a thing. What if I can't pay pay the rent? Even it's not a thing. I've been making these herbal cigarettes. This is Natalie. They're organic, sacred herbs like mullein, sage, raspberry leaf, lavender, etc., etc. In with tobacco. I'll send you and Gail a bunch if you want. Maybe I can try throwing some clove in there too. Send them on over, Natalie. We'll smoke them. Let you know how that goes. <laughs> At least I think. I mean, I don't know. I could I could quit smoking anytime. I don't really know. I've I've seemed to quit a bunch of times. I mean, throughout. I think it was like well, it wasn't like last year. It was like four months off smoking completely. Right. Uh, it's just. It's always what I need. That's all. Whatever it is for me, it's the medicine that I need. And I'm always just asking and not trying to be in charge of what I'm going to do. Obviously, I'm not good at it because I seem to be aging. <laughs> Gail said, yeah, Natalie, I'm with hope. My clove cigars may go up in smoke. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I am not in charge, but I have a really good time not being in charge. Yeah. Not having to get things right. Not having to be right. I just tell people I'm full of shit. I just say stuff. Chayton, he asked me why. Hope, why is no one in his sweet little accent? Why is no one buying that house that's only 200 and some thousand? It's a condo, actually. I'm like, that thing's a piece of shit. It's probably this, that, this, that, this fucking getting eroded by the ocean. I wouldn't buy there. That place, man, charging over a thousand bucks for the HOA. Fuck that place. 
And I'm like, but don't listen to me at all. I'm like, <laughs> I fucking know what I'm talking about. If you want me to investigate more, I will. <laughs> Good real estate. <laughs> One guy, one guy at the bar last week told me, um, I'm going to make the worst real estate agent because I'm too honest. <laughs> I'm like, I don't know. I think people are ready for, <laughs> for that kind of thing. I think that, I think that they're probably, they're probably like looking for someone like that. They're like, yeah, I want her to be my agent. She really, uh, she's not going to beat around the bush. She's going to let me know how she feels. <laughs> It seems like a lot of the things are just sitting around, not getting too many offers on them, though. It's like slow. It's like slow. It's kind of slow. Yeah. Especially around here right now. It's funny because I talk to my mom and she'll be like, what? She'll want to know what's going on. Like, what are my prospects for getting more money? It's really funny. Uh, she's a, she, she seems to be afraid for miracle botanicals. I'm not sure. But it's funny. She just loves the show. And I'm like, mom, you know what? That kind of stuff. I don't even care about that. Like, I got a lot of shit going on as far as like interesting things to focus on. I don't need to be trying to find out where my next fucking dollar is coming from. Right. She's like, is this is this deal happening? Is this happening? I'm like, yeah, it's just, just doing what it does. It's like really not not something that I'm like, oh my God, I hope I get it. What if I don't? Oh my God, I'm going down if I don't get it. And it's funny because the more it looks like it's going, uh, like the amount of money available keeps on going smaller and smaller and smaller, the more relaxed I feel. It's really interesting. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I told Tony before I go, I go, I go, well, well as long as we could still access the money it's all good right and he's like well you've already gone like all the way i think on the tax return it was like a minus one hundred and eighty thousand last year or something <laughs> uh -huh. i don't know <laughs> i'm just trying to get the best essential oils to people in the world <laughs> and then we'll see how it goes you know it's like it, it's it's like people will hear that or or see that or know me and be like oh my god like how is that even possible and i'm like i know it's just it's not what it seems you know if your idea is okay if i do it like this then i'm gonna have no choice i just have to go live in a car or something like that right but i'm just kind of like let's let's just let's just wait and see you know, I'll wait for inspiration. That's how it was with the with the real estate thing. You know, of course, I wouldn't be motivated motivated to do anything. No one would be motivated to do anything if it weren't for fear. Okay, so that's like face. Okay, I'm aware of that. Fun. All right, so that's where the motivation in the world comes from, right? So there was a fear that I was going to run out of money. It sure did look like it. It looks like it even more right now. <laughs> And then, and then, you know, I just, I just kind of like rest. I rest with that. I rest with the, uh, you know, the, the reacting Keikoa in the body's energy field with the reacting. And at some point when I'm not even thinking about it at all, real estate pops up. 
And then I find myself getting really inspired for that and also learning a lot of lessons going through that, having things come up about how, you know, I, I, I fan, the fantasy about that guy who totally takes care of me. I never have to do any work. You know, he's kind of like Tony, but he also makes money. <laughs> a lot of it. Right. And, and it's like, it's like the, the fantasy, uh, that, that kind of fantasy to see how much pain it causes and also where it comes up. Okay. There it is coming, popping up when it seems like when I'm scared that I'm going to run out of money and it seems like I have to do something. Now it seems like I should have, and it's true. I should have everything just handed to me, right? That's how it is. It, 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 it's not, this is, this idea of being in a world where you have to work for anything is ridiculous. Okay. It's true. But when I put it on him, when I put it on his body or have a fantasy about exchanging his body for another body that has more money, that hurts, right? So to, to get a really good uh, look at that and do I want to pursue those thoughts, you know, and noticing how attractive those thoughts were, even though I would be having, you know, a, a noticeably upset reaction in the body's energy field, just noticing how attractive those thoughts were, you know, it shows me how, how tricky the ego can be in hooking us into this will help you. It's as if this will help me. Is this helpful to me to have this kind of fantasy? Is it in any way helpful to me? Right. It's just another flavor of your life isn't good enough. That's all it is. What is it? Samsara. Yeah. There's another flavor of fuck my life. My life isn't good enough. Yeah. Which, you know, yeah. <laughs> Which, yeah, I mean, you're this world, a world that's set up with death and conflict and all and having to earn money and stuff like that. This is not worthy of you. But also you're watching a show. You're not actually doing anything. There isn't actually any money. Okay. All there is, is love. So you keep on relaxing more because it's kind of like you're on a roller coaster. Okay. And it seems like to go on and on and on and on. But I'm telling you, the more that you relax, the more you can just watch this stuff occur, play with it, be playful with it and let it pass on by. Natalie says, yes, I've made so much progress with using cigarettes as a way to see through the illusion this year. I hadn't smoked in 25 years. And when I found myself buying a pack this June, I thought, wow, am I going to bring gifts back from this? Yes. Yes. <laughs> that it, that's great. Yeah. It, 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 whatever it is. And you know, you know why I could guess why Natalie says, wow, am I going to bring gifts back from this? Because she could see how much guilt is popping up and she's excited about it. Right. And she's, she doesn't have a choice in whether she's smoking the, the cigarettes, but she has a choice in how she would view that activity. And that goes for every, everything. I don't care. I said pint of alcohol. I don't care if you're drinking a gallon. It's the same. I know alcohol is really demonized. That's why I like to drink it. It's fun. I don't seem to be the, the, the best drinker of alcohol, but I like to drink it just to be drinking some. 
actually, I feel like I'm a really good drinker of alcohol because I drink just the amount I fucking want. <laughs> right? It's never too much. It's never too little. It's just the exact. And the same thing goes for smoking. You know, I can notice with smoking, if I start to feel bad about myself, if I start to be projectile, if I start to be anxious, then it'll seem like I'm smoking too much. That's what it'll seem like. It'll seem like, okay, now I've gone over the line. I'm smoking too much, but that's not the case. I'm not smoking too much. I'm thinking in a way that's too much. And it's, and it's giving me, uh, it's giving me a reaction. Unforgiving thoughts. That's right. Very, very common. Being curious. This is Gail. Being curious and excited with opportunities with everyone, everything, anytime, anywhere. Bada bing. Yeah. Yeah. So that, uh, that reminds me of a story from the farmer's market this past Saturday. I was over at a booth getting some nachos. This one lady has the best nachos. For one, she doesn't put beans on them. That, that's, that makes them good. She makes her own sauce, her own cheese sauce. It's delicious. Oh, I don't know. But anyway, so I was over there ordering some nachos. And then someone came up and he goes, uh, Hope Johnson. You know, he's all excited. He heard me. He heard my laugh from over there. And now he's over here. Right. And can I buy you some? Can I buy your lunch? And I said, sure. It's actually for my husband, but you can buy it if you want. And he's like, okay, well, that gave him some kind of license, apparently, uh, in his mind, apparently. <laughs> he, talk, 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 talk with a promise to talk to me some more down at my booth, right? And I'm leaving the booth and he goes, hey, Hope, would you mind bringing my stuff up to, my, up to your booth? I'll meet you up there. And, you know, I get the sense like, fuck is he asking me to bring his stuff but i i like it but i like that so i i i'll i'll like oh oh yeah sure i'll bring your stuff you know like really like it's like oh yeah i'll bring your stuff no problem meanwhile the nachos lady is like it's like you're his butler and i was like well he did just buy that shit i mean i don't know i'm going back up there anyways <laughs> you know so that so anyways i'm back up there and then the next thing I know, here's a lot. Here's the, the nacho lady. I've got this guy's stuff at my booth. It's like it's like an, a thing of nachos that he just bought. And then like a half of a pecan pie. I know, random. <laughs> so, so, so I've got this dude's stuff. And here comes the nacho lady again. She's like, did you see what just happened? I'm like, no. And she's like, that guy just got kicked out of here and yelled at. It was a big old scene and down poured the the front, I guess he's not allowed to be here and stuff, you know? So then she starts to talk about him like he's separate. And there it goes. There's that feeling again that I get the reacting in my body's energy field. Right. And so, and, and so I'm just noticing that. Um, and it's because there's, uh, there's a, it's like, there's, the, there's a sense like he's separate. Like he's different. He's wrong. He's a pedophile. That's another part. He asked someone, he he told someone that he would buy something from their booth if he was able to take a picture with their daughter. <laughs> I don't know. If he asked me that, I wouldn't immediately go to pedophile. I, you know, it's like the dude maybe he wants a picture with my daughter. I don't know. But um he's got that sense again, like, well, 
it seems like I'm making him separate because I'm having a perception of someone making him separate. I'm feeling the effects though. I'm the one reacting, right? So I'm, a per- I'm it's like I'm projecting a person to say this stuff just so I can deny any meaning to any of that, right? So I was like, but, but outwardly, I'm just like, oh, okay. Oh, okay. Okay. And then, and, and, and then I, I said something I said, I said, yeah, I, I said, yeah, I, I know, I know that guy, he, he seems like a little, he's a little off, but I'm not mad at him or anything. If I see him out there, I'll give him his stuff, you know? Um, anyways, I got to come home with a really delicious pecan pie. I never saw the guy again. <laughs> And I was sharing with Chaitanya. I was like, I was like, you know what? I get curious about people like that. This was bring it what brought it up at first. Gail said something about being curious and excited with opportunities. You know, I get curious when someone's like that. Like it seems like um almost like they're they're trying to um command my energy. You know, it's it gets I get curious. Like I go toward that. I'll try to run away from it. I I go toward that. It's not something that happens all the time. And you know, people might say, well, 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 what about boundaries and stuff like that? Well, you need boundaries when you're at a certain uh point in your progression, I guess. Um, you know, whatever it is that it takes for you to feel comfortable. For me, I don't feel like I want to exercise a lot of the times when I want a boundary, man, boom, that's a boundary. But, um, but I like, I'm curious about like, what is this energy? What is this sense? Like there's a sense this person is overbearing. There's a sense like this person, gosh, whenever he comes around, last time he came around, it was you, Kaimalino, and and Chayton and me at, at Ning's. He came and sat at our oh. table. You know what I'm talking about, right? Uh-huh. Yeah. He came and he just he just came over, did not ask if he could sit at our table. Of course, I could have said something at any time, and I'm wa- just watching this because I'm curious, you know, this is like, for me, I'm curious and it's giving me opportunities because it really seems like, gosh, if this guy would just like, uh, fall off a cliff or something and disappear, like with it, we'd be fine. Right. (laughs) That's separation. Uh, And really it does go all the way to that. It it really does. I mean, the ego, anytime the ego makes anyone separate, it's about death. Okay. Yeah, because it really wouldn't matter if he was gone. That's the idea. <laughs> and that's why if I if I'm believing that even a little doesn't matter a little or a lot, even if I'm if I'm believing it at all, it hurts. So I can't be like that. That's why it makes me curious to see. I'm like, okay, and uh, you know, like while he was at our table and while he was um, talking to me down at the at the um, nacho ladies' place. There was just a sense of, okay, opening up curiosity, see what's there for me, see what the reacting is, see what the, notice what the thoughts are and, you know, letting, and, and letting myself see that I would rather know who he is than be, you know, in that kind of situation, uh, as if he's, as if he's separate, making him separate. So the nacho lady at the end of the, some at the end of the conversation, she said, I'll pray for him. And, you know, I know that that's like, that's, that's great. That's a, that that's the best there is. I mean, it's still making him separate, but at least it's 
offering something kind, right? There, you definitely can progress further than that. You know, saying that you'll pray for someone is making them separate. That's not forgiveness. That's not the same thing. But you know, it's a step toward that. And we all have the love in our hearts. You know, we can't help it, and we all have the call of God in our hearts. We can't help it. And I know that just, uh, you know, being uh, coming up to me and telling me all those things and acting like it's real and he's a real threat and all this kind of thing. And and then and then I was like, oh, yeah, well, I know I've seen, you know, it's almost like I'm naive and I don't realize because I'm so nice and taking, you know, and and taking care of him and, you know, just like, oh, yeah, sure. I'll take your stuff up there and stuff. You know, it's almost like, you know, when people don't know me. They think that I maybe just don't realize that this person is trying to take advantage of oh i i realize <laughs> i totally do it's just that i know it's my mind he's not out there trying to take advantage of me it's just that i know what it is practice that a little bit uh something similar a little bit like that with braun when he was little um and he would oh my gosh he would seem to annoy me i know i was annoying myself but he would seem to be annoying me right so instead of trying to move away, because I noticed that was always the pattern I would, I, would, I would need to move away. And that's based on perception. I can't help the actual moving away, but I'm believing a perception of, I got to get out of here, right? I, gotta, I can't take this. I got to get out of here. I got to get away. So for a while there, I would run to my room, have a huge crystal, sit and cry with my crystal so that I wasn't projecting negative things onto my kids and my family because I would just have these episodes where I'd feel so much and I wasn't aware enough to not project, but I was aware enough to know that I wanted to be in my room, not projecting. <laughs> after that, after that played out a little bit, then I sat through the annoyance. So I'd be sitting uh, maybe in my lanai or something and and my son would be doing the thing that he would do that would seem so annoying to me all the time. And I just start sitting through the annoyance. And um, Akea saw me. She observed me. My daughter, Akea, who's 31 now, this is a while ago. But she's like, Mom, you look like you cannot stand being there and you're trying to get out of it. And I'm like, I know. <laughs> You know, as I'm like, I'm like, I know it does. It, it is like that. It feels like that. It actually feels like that. Like, I don't want to be, it feels like I don't want to be sitting through this, but then I know that I do want to be sitting through this. And it just, it just opened things up. It changed everything. So I was allowed, I was able to play with my son um, without getting so annoyed. It's interesting. Annoyed is just a pattern. I mean, and I used to feel so guilty about it because I'd be getting annoyed with my own kids and they're like so cute. And I'd see other parents and they don't even systemites don't get that annoyed, right? With their kids. I like, like I, at least in my perception, in my observations. Um, and I'm like, what is wrong with me? Like, why am I so annoyed? And the thing is, these are just patterns that we give ourselves. You know, in my world, kids are annoying. When I grew up, my parents thought I was annoying. Apparently I, I wasn't allowed to come inside all day. Uh, and they neither were my brothers and sisters. We all needed to be outside. Kids belong outside. You may remember the era. <laughs> Kids do not belong in the house. We're trying to watch our soap operas and shit. And those little fuckers are just running around messing things up. <laughs> 
Natalie said, I have a lot of experiences where I encounter guys like that overbearing and I relax once I get home and think about him. I can see, I can see how I set the whole thing up, but I can't seem to do it very well in the moment. I used to feel bad that I couldn't act different in the moment, but now I see that as long as I bring my thoughts about him to the truth, yes, that's it. Bring your thoughts about him to the truth because your interactions with him will get more and more playful as that occurs. And that's, that's what I notice. I mean, who knows the next time he comes, comes up, uh, let's say we're at Ning's or something like that. And, and he comes up again and I'm like, Nope, you're not sitting here today. What do you mean? I'm not sitting here today. You're not sitting, whatever, you know, we're, we're playing this one today. Well, it's like, whatever. We love you, but you're not sitting at our table today. You can sit over there. Don't talk to us today. You know, or, or who knows? It may be even, uh, you know what? If you want to hang around with me, you need to do more listening and less talking. Who knows? Right? All, all things in perfect timing, but also all, allow all things fun to come. And see what fun you can have with it. The more you're allowing yourself to have fun with it, the better. And for me, I know that if I'm getting any kind of reaction, I need that medicine. I like that medicine. And you know what? I'm going to have a lot more fun with it if I'm using that to undo. I may not seem to have as much fun in the moment while I'm having an upset feeling. I'm like, okay, I'm, I'm liking it. I'm enjoying it because of what it's for. And at some point... That's going to crack where the awkward sense is gone and it's just real easy to relate. You'll see. Yeah, it is always. Um, we have things we need to work out. We have we have uh, we have ideas of separation that we set up layers and layers and layers of it that need to be worked out. And this is how they get worked out. And isn't it fun? I think it's really fun. Because none of this stuff is here. None of these people are here. So we're just using everything for the same thing. Yay. All right, everyone. Well, I guess I'll be checking out pretty soon. Layers like layer cake. Yeah, that's it. Yum. Exactly. Thank you. Thank you, Gail. Gail knows how to party. <laughs> I love you too, Gail. Oh, Gail, I invited you to that thing. Um, you asked me if they're diving with the dolphins or diving with the whales. No, they're not diving with the whales. They're going on a boat with whales, private boat with whales. There's a couple more slots open. They're 110 each. It's a private thing. Um, sleep over. Um, I might sleep over, but the only thing is I'm gonna have a carload of people. If if I can have a, a bunch of people sleep over, <laughs> I don't know. I think we're gonna, there was, there's gonna be seven of us and uh, Chaitin is one of them. And Braun is one of them, actually. Oh, thank you. Thank you, Sue and Ed. It's been fun. Thank you for joining. Um, so, yeah, I wanted to see if you wanted to go on that with us. Aloha, Brittany. Thank you for joining. Um, or anyone who's over there in Kohala and wants to do it, um, come on. And we'll party on a boat. I'm on a boat, bitch. Like that. <laughs> Peace. Alexia, I love you, baby. Thank you for joining. I love you all. Thank you. So um, Miracle Botanicals. Miracle Botanicals is fucking awesome. Oh, I got to give a presentation at uh, my real estate office 
they wanted a presentation over there. Some people were online, a couple people ordered right away. And, you know, there's people like, uh, like the gift certificates too. I do have a gift certificate thing. And then they posted it on Facebook and I found out that the, that the main broker in our office is walking around. I let everyone make a custom blend. I did like a little workshop at the real estate office and the and and he's walking around. The main broker is walking around with a little bottle that he made, sniffing it all day long. He just keeps it in his pocket. I told him that's the best way, and I'll let you guys know too. That's the best way. I love you. Thank you. Uh, to get essential oils is through inhaling it. So just carrying around a little bottle, smelling whatever you like. I got a lot of aromas. Um, whatever you like, it's it's really awesome. Uh, it doesn't have any effects. No illusion has effects on other illusions. It's not like that at all. It's more like what would you be open to? You know, with aromas, we're talking about a language. It's a language of communication. So it's like, what would you be open to? How much would you be willing to release? Essential oils are kind of like friends like that because um, they have a, a way of communicating. Just like maybe Anne would tell me, hey, Hope, you know what? You don't have to worry about that, which she has before. Thank you, Ann. Um, like that. That's kind of like how essential oils speak to you. And, you know, a lot of my friends who have tried, um, especially my essential oils, because they hang out here with me. So, uh, and you know how I am with thoughts that don't mean anything. I'm just allowing them to go. So I have really happy essential oils. Uh, and just, uh, just taking them in reminds you over and over and over again, what I explained to the people at the real estate office, doing my best. You know, uh, while still, you know, sp speaking in a way that's at least, you know, somewhat truthful, uh, that's the best we can get here. <laughs> uh, but just just letting them know that, hey, you know, if there's any sickness or something like that, something in your thinking is out of order. And essential oils know the correct order for thinking, which manifests the body and symptoms and everything like that. So you can look at it like that. Um, it's like it's like you. It's up to you though to accept that these illusions don't have any illusions on. Uh, uh, don't have any power over other illusions. That's the same thing goes with essential oils. And I remind myself all the time because I seem to see all kinds of effects from essential oils. Man, they seem great on burns. I just take a dot, put it on a, a dot of lavender, put it on a burn. I got burned during fireworks. Looks pretty good. Can you guys even see anything? Uh, apparently. Uh, I got burned during fire fireworks. Apparently, uh, essential oils took it away. Um, none of that stuff ever happened. I just made that shit up. Um, but that's how it is that we are just making it up. And the essential oils are showing us that we are making it. They're helping with show that but we are making it up. All the plants are helping with that too. They're, they're vibes. They know, uh, vibes mean basically thinking patterns, right? So they're vibing high because their thinking patterns are high. They know they know what's true. They know what's true about you, right? Do you have a starter essential oil kit? Yes, we do. We do. Uh, look at uh, if you go on our website, miraclebotanicals.com, and then go to let me see. Uh, what's the best way to do that? Sets. We have a lot of sets. Go into sets. And we have an advanced essential oil intro set. That's a big one. It's got like 10 different essential oils. We also have smaller ones right next to it on the same line. Basic essential oil intro set trio of essential oils, peppermint, lavender, lemon. Um, that's fun beginner oil. Sign up for my newsletter on miraclebotanicals.com right down at the bottom. 
Um, and you will get newsletters from me introducing you more to essential oils, their aromas, um, different different things to know about essential oils. It's really fun. And um, yeah, oh, I also wanted to mention the real estate office. So, so generous with trying to help me with Miracle Botanicals. It's a really sweet. Not only do I get all this awesome training to be a great real estate agent, right, Casey? Casey was telling me, man, you just got on that. Uh, what was it? Uh, not the appraisal, the appraisal, the inspection so fast. I'm so grateful you got on that so fast. That's training. I don't know what I'm supposed to do rolling in there. It's like, okay, we have an accepted offer. Okay. All right. Here's what we, here's, all right, come on, sit in front of me. Here's what we do. First thing you do is this. Okay. We do this. And you know, I let Casey know, man, that's my training. I I'm willing to learn it. Yeah. Um, but really, uh, that these guys, these guys are super sweet. Um, they take sweet care of you in all different kinds of ways. If anyone's interested in becoming a real estate agent, also let me know. Also, if you want to buy, sell, or invest in property, especially um, on the Big Island of Hawaii, but really anywhere in the world, I got connections everywhere in the world now, apparently. So that's pretty fun. Um, go to hopejohnson.org if you want to join. If you're not on Zoom right now um, and you want to join and you don't know how to join, Go to hopejohnson.org, hit the tab that says Wisdom Dialogues, and there will be a link there for you to subscribe to Zoom. I just keep that thing going. I just keep on adding sessions to keep it going. So you just, just use the same link all the time. You can also get the link on Facebook. I'm putting it up top, uh, right above my videos there on Facebook. So on Facebook, that's Wisdom Dialogues Online. It's a group. Okay. So you can join me that in there. Yay. Okay. So yay, Brittany. Yeah. Thank you for loving on Miracle Botanicals. Thank you, Cynthia. Yes. Uh, yes. See you next time. See you soon, Keikoa. Keikoa might be one of my, uh, my, my, might be my first seller, my first home seller. Uh, thank you, Keikoa. Thank you for enjoying my illusion. <laughs> oh, I love you. All right, everyone. Have a beautiful, beautiful week, and I'll be back next time, same time, 3 p.m. Tuesdays. Mahalo, aloha, and a hui ho! Yay! Woohoo! <laughs>